0: What's good, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, otherwise known as BMixC. I am the founder of Nice Entertainment, and this is the Nice Minds Podcast. I started this podcast because I wanted to have different conversations with people and see if we can help each other and see if we can kind of find common ground. I know a lot of people who are super talented and and just great people who might not have found financial success or what society would deem success. And I wanted to try to see if we could break down mental hurdles that might have been blocking them throughout their careers and throughout their lives and stuff like that. And this first episode, I wanted to do it with my dude, Brandon Jacobson, a.k.a. Severed Tongues. We both have really similar paths. He's two years younger than me, so we're right around the same age. And we have a lot of experience in, in creativity, and we both make music, and we both kind of started in similar yet different paths. And he's he's somebody who I kind of developed this Nice Minds idea with. And so it was a no-brainer that I wanted to get him on the first episode. How you doing, Brandon?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. And thanks for inviting me on and uh, excited to get this rolling with you.
0: Hell yeah, my dude. So tell me a little bit about your creative background.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I guess I started uh, with acoustic guitar... I guess before that, if I back up a little bit, I wanted to be a drummer. Uh, fourth grade, I started doing drumming. Um, did that for a couple of weeks until I ended up being moved to a different school. My family had moved uh, out to Arlington, Minnesota. And, you know, I just wasn't able to stay into the, um, into the drumming at that time. Uh, and then about, you know, when I was 15, my mom bought me an acoustic guitar. And I really took to that, started learning a lot of uh, Pantera, Chevelle, um, Mudvayne, Nothing Face, a lot of hard rock. I was learning on on acoustic because that's all I had. Hell
0: yeah, bro! You and I have similar backgrounds, except you come from the metal world and I come from the hip hop world. So it's a little bit different in that aspect. But I feel like you and I have just kind of had certain parallels that that are super super similar in the creative field and stuff like that. That's great. It seems like with you and I, I mean, we always talk about the universe we're, we're always seem to be in sync with, with each other. It's really, it's really crazy. I mean, I have a few friends that I'm like that with, but you know, it seems like whenever you're going through something,
1: I'm going through something. And yeah, I'd fully agree with that. Uh, it's, it happens every time we talk and, uh, right, I think that's a lot to do with the approach. Like, um, we want to surround ourselves with people that are like-minded and similar yep. people that are, um, that we're looking up to and that we want to follow and not necessarily follow in the path, but learn from their mistakes and their fortunes and learn what they did as well. That's kind of why you're doing this podcast to see what we can do to, to continue our futures in this industry.
0: Yep. To build a conversation and to learn from each other.
1: At the age of uh, 21, I met Max Graham and he is one of the most like inspirational people I've met, you know, He's, uh, he founded Kind Country, I believe, and they've been going pretty hard. But back, we met in Mankato, and um, I met him some, uh, in a basement jamming out just under, you know, I was under the influence, and, and it was just a great time. We are all partying, having, having drinks and whatnot. And this guy, Max, was just like, you know, I didn't know any chords at the time. I just knew how to do power chords, read tabs, and Max was like, like no just just take an a minor pentatonic and play over that we'll jam in that and i had no idea what he meant i knew it was something um that he knew and then it made sense the way he was relaying that to me but nobody has ever said that to me in that in that manner as we're jamming so that set off a whole nother level that i wanted to pursue i was like oh there's more to this thing there's that there's another hurdle that you're asking about how do i learn the scales how do i apply what an A major or an A minor is the difference between there and how do I stay in key?
0: Hell yeah. So uh, you and I, we started like a sample pack venture and we've done a bunch of stuff this year, but how has 2020 kind of affected your, how you see the future and how you feel like your career is going to end up? Like like what kind of hurdles has 2020 presented your way in particular?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because that affects everybody, um, both in this industry and not within this industry. But, um, you know, I was with a performing band called Just Merlin uh, for about five years and decided to leave and leave that group because, I mean, they were an amazing group, recorded two albums, um, performed, I mean, well over 100 shows, I'd say, and had great times. We had a great... Um, chemistry and great communication. There was never a band drama. Um, however, I have two younger ones and I didn't want to be in that environment at the bars all the time. I didn't want to be there from 6 p.m. until 3 a.m. That's between loading in and unloading, you know, and that takes away the night for, and the next morning that I can spend with my kids and they definitely understood. Um, so I disbanded from them March of 2019 And I'm saying that because with COVID, you know, it stopped performance, um, but I kind of stopped performing almost a year, almost a year to the date before they put us on that lockdown. Um, And I was kind of preparing myself for a career change. I wanted, I love performing. I absolutely love being on stage with guitar, bass. Um, I've played drums once or twice and it's great. Um, But the hurdles with 2020... A lot of people are facing, they can't perform anymore. So they've either gone to the virtual side or as myself, I've kind of doubled down on my my skills and I've just been recording like crazy. I think since March, I've recorded close to 30 actual instrumentation songs. I am between, in like maybe 40 beats, you know, um, and yeah. you've seen quite a few of those that I've released yeah. and I've shared almost all those with you at some point or another. Um, they're on the SoundCloud. They're on the Yeah Dude and the Severed Tongues website. Um, so yeah, I've just really doubled down on my on my strengths.
0: So how do you feel like your career going forward? What what are your some of your goals? What are your some of your ambitions? What do you what do you see the Severed Tongues and the Brandon Scott
1: brand going into? And this is something I mean you talk about quite a bit. Um, Balance ideas back and forth um, with the Yeah Dude samples. You know that's that's the company that we've started. And we really want to obviously try and make an impact with that. We want to have a great product for people and we want to have fun doing it. I mean, that's, that's why we do it is so right. we can take our talents, our, what we do having fun and turn that into a product for other people to have fun. Um, so that's there. Um, and then is I just want to focus on on songwriting and shop that around. So I already have that one album that's mostly done and I was thinking about putting lyrics to that star seated album. So I'm thinking, over the next um, next month and next couple months, um, maybe making just a complete catalog of instrumentals and then trying to shop that around as a songwriter. what's up, man. And
0: yeah, if if there's anybody that I know can do that, it's you, man. I mean, I've seen you in the studio and we know that's how we we got our start, really, as friends. I mean, I, I showed up at Taylor Sound when you were working there and we literally were just... We, we didn't know how we wanted to work together. We just knew we wanted to work together. We knew that we wanted to start a friendship, start a working relationship somehow. And that's how, mm-hmm. you know, I think my career and my, the direction that I'm heading, that those were like the incubation of that, basically. And, and you know, I had music that I was already working on and stuff. And I was, you know, I needed you because I, I was going back to IPR at the time. I was going back to school and I had some final projects that, uh, were songs that I had to get done, and you came to IPR, and you just laid down. I had you do like what, like probably twelve to twenty takes of a bass. I mean, it was it was probably a lot. I just had you run <laughs> through the song. Uh, that
1: was for nerdy, right? N- yeah, for, yeah. Um, nerdy was on that free. track. Yep.
0: Be- yeah, it's it, for anybody listening. Uh, you can go on any streaming service right now and type in Nice Entertainment Be Free, and you'll find that song. And so, yeah, I think I had you do a whole bunch of takes, and you just kept nailing it. It was just so easy. And uh, my creative process is I don't know exactly what I want, so I wasn't able to be like, like yo, play this at this part, do this. At that. I was just had you jam through the whole thing, but it was just like you, you just knew. You, you were just like on. And then we worked on another song when we started at Taylor Sound, and it was a guitar song, and I had you – i think you played bass and guitar on that and it was the same thing but you were just coming up with these riffs that were just catchy and just dope and just over and over and over again And i was like this this dude's got something this dude's got some skill. so i'm i'm really glad that you've kind of figured that out about yourself and that you're gonna follow that because i know that you could make it in nashville or
1: in new york or some or la or something man i appreciate that man it's um that thing i, I love studios studios and performing you know um uh, the first studio I was in was um I believe it's called Wild Sound Studios in Saint Paul. I think I've heard of it. And I think I've I've been in nine studios now and I've recorded on maybe eight different um different albums. Corey McCauley, um, the one with Wild Sound. Uh we did signature tone with Just Merlin. Um I recorded with Six and Samia um at Taylor Sound before I even worked there. Um recorded in Duluth. Um, so yeah, we've, I've had a pretty extensive uh, career. I would say that in my own eyes, I've hit the success in many levels that I've wanted to. I can um, really, the only thing that I haven't been able to find is the financial stability I've made quite a bit of money here and there, but then I've spent it right back into investment in new instruments, or I haven't made enough to get ahead. I think the most I've ever made is like two grand. So, you know, it's, it's the money, but it's not enough. And now we're not performing and now studios are closed or right. they're not having groups of bands in there as often. And, and so now, like we're saying, how are we going to get through this? It's new hurdles. And um, yeah, I don't even know where to approach. Like I, I not put t- together this album. I could, put 50 songs together that are super polished. um, But then what's the next step? I'm going to have to figure that out. Who to contact, uh, what lists to make, how to write up the email properly so that it's attractive and not discouraging and they want to listen. And I don't think that any A&R rep is going to want 50 song catalog. They're going to want the best one or two or three. Right. Um, So learning the approaches to all this is going to be my next hurdles.
0: That was something that I feel like was my hurdle as well. Even though I started an indie label and I ran it for like five years, I I didn't never quite knew. And that's why I wanted to start this this podcast, because I never quite knew how to get to that next level, how to get to that next step, how to get to um, how to get my artists heard the way that I wanted them to be heard and to get them noticed the way that I wanted them noticed. And for people to, you know, appreciate them like I appreciated them. And, uh, you know, you could give them proper representation, but it's like how do you find a way to get people to click on that link or to to reply to that email or, you know, how do you sound, you know, inviting without being spammy and without being – just another voice out there, you know, and millions of voices. So that I think okay. that is a hurdle that a lot of people face as well. And I think that this era is going to bring about a lot of change in that aspect and people are going to start discovering new ways to do that. And I'm hoping through this podcast that can kind of open some doors for people, you know, and just get, you know, maybe make some people aware of you or, you know, make some people aware of this person and stuff like that. And that that's always been my goal at the end of the day. You know, I, I want to get my talents out and I want to get my friend's talents out because I believe in you as much as I believe in myself. You know, like I believe in your talents as much as I believe in my talents, you know, so like, Amen. so that's why I am doing what I'm doing to, to you know, maybe, maybe some A&R will hear this or something and be like, like, yo, I want to, I want to see what this dude's about, you know? And, and of course I'll put your links, you know, if this is on YouTube, I think it's going to be on YouTube. The yeah. links will be down below, you know? <laughs> so people will be able to check out anything that you've done, you know, our sample packs and
1: your music and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, man, I've even
1: seen you as, um, you know, before I, I that's kind of how I think, I think it was me that reached out to you via social media through Facebook. And I think I had my eye on you for maybe about a year or so. Um, And you were always, you know, posting things Um, like you were saying, like I I wanted to click on those links. I found you energetic and inviting and engaging, Um, always replying, always commenting on other people's pretty promptly replying. If I sent you a message Um, and that spoke volumes and that's kind of how we, you know, you invited me to IPR. I invited you to Taylor sound. We've developed this. We started planting those seeds back then that you were talking about. Um, But I've always seen you as, as, you know, like like Clive Davis, you know, you start getting people in there, you start bringing those artists in, because um, you have that ear, you have that personality, that persona, um, you have also the talent to recognize that in people, and that's something that you're you're headed towards too. I think. I think this is a great thing that you're you're able to do this, and you're taking the initiative. I'm I am really happy that you're you're moving.
0: I appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, because that, to be honest with you, the way that you described me is the way that I see myself. And that's what I want for myself that, you know, I've always idolized, you know, big producers like that. Like the Clive Davises, the, um, Jimmy Iovine, the Interscope, you know, the Dr. Dre's, the Kanye West's, Timbaland, Pharrell, you know, all those dudes, uh, yeah. even Diddy, you know, Diddy, Diddy with bad Hell boy yeah. w- with his label, bad boy was the reason why, you know, with Biggie and Mace and Puff Daddy, and you know that was the reason why Nice Entertainment is called Nice Entertainment because I always wanted to be, you know, I mean even though it's a, it's corny and it always was corny, I always wanted to be like Diddy, you know, where you know I ran a record label and discovered all this talent and developed talent and all that stuff, and and I'm glad that you see that and that we've you know developed that friendship and that working relationship uh, to where you know you see me as I see myself and. I'm getting to the point where I realize that about myself. You know, but I don't I don't wanna be I don't wanna be one of those dudes that's like, oh, I've done this, oh I've done that. So I want to I wanna let this body of work speak for me, you know, in in the conversations that I have and stuff like that. So yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see where you go next and and what you do because I think I think you got a bright future, man.
1: Ultimately what I wanna do is I think I wanna get I, th- I would like to be an exclusive writer for a big label. Like I would love to have somebody like Sony or Warner Brothers or Big Machine Records. Like I would love to be on Big oh, Machine yep, Records. Yep. Um, over the last couple of years I've been recording and over the last, just since March with COVID, I think I've. you've even said, I've been able to find kind of a signature sound with my, my playing styles, my arrangements and um, this, the tones that I use in, in certain songs.
0: Hell yeah, man. Uh, I guess in closing, um, 2021, 2020, what can we expect from you? Uh, are you going to drop the Star Seated album?
1: What's What's your next move? a lot of these things I did in the past were for proof of concept and experience knowing how to do it. And now that I've done uh, everything from performing to, I mean, I've even recorded um, meditation speeches. I've been a facility manager at studios. I've been an ARA A and R rep. I uh, brought uncle daddy to got their first album recorded. They're an extremely awesome rock band. Um, you know, I've done have VIP 900 plus guests for, uh, luke bryan i've um worked with john lennon um doing vip i just have a vast Wait. experience in this industry john lennon the Beatles. Or, i'm sorry i'm sorry not <laughs> no no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's been dead for 40 years bro um john legend oh I'm yeah like say. john legend okay word hell yeah not john lennon john legend yeah um we did a vip he did an interview i think he had like Maybe forty-five guests at this VIP performance, and um, I've done production assistant for these VIP events for about three and a half, or almost four years up now until till COVID. Now they're not. I was supposed to work with Earth, Earth Gang in February.
0: Oh, crazy! Um, Cancelled because
1: of this. Yep. Because of this COVID thing, I was super stoked for it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm ready for this." And then couldn't do it. But um, I was also supposed to work with Papa Roach in Mankato. They got canceled in uh, uh, November, I think, last year. October, Damn. November, right around this time. Um, so again, I've I've done a huge amount of things in this industry. I know business, I know contract negotiation, I know a and R, I I know, you know, all these things. So what do I want to do? I still want to write songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to be a songwriter and I just want to be, I think that's, that's my goal. Next year, 2021, you'll see Star Seated probably as an instrumental and you'll probably see me just dropping three instrumentals a week, if not more. Um, and I, and you know, and I don't know if I want to put them all on SoundCloud one at a time and just keep putting it out there until something happens, or do I like make a a, a catalog and then keep that in a data drive or in a hard drive and then shop that around. So I don't know. So I'll have to, I'll, it's another hurdle. These are all part of that. No, we'll probably have another interview and probably um, yeah. podcast on this and, and I'll have some more information cause I gotta, I gotta figure out those next steps.
0: Dope. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I plan on having you on as much as possible i mean at least you know once a month or once every two months or whatever so
1: hell yeah i'm excited to see who you got on next and thanks what's to come on this too
0: yeah i think i got chance york on next he is in a band called crunchy kids or what i don't know if they're still around but he was in a band called parallax and now he's doing a lot of like wellness and yoga stuff so i think i got him on this week as dude, well. dude i used to
1: see parallax oh did you in, in yeah, Mankato? I used to see Parallax in Mankato. I used to see them, I've seen them like three or four times in Mankato. And also, um, I'm pretty sure that we used to perform with um, Crunchy Kids with Six Sense of Mia like once or twice. Oh, and dope. I know my bandmates in Six Sense of Yeah, and that's crazy. Because from um, 2006 to 2008 is oh, yeah. probably about yep. when I used to see them.
0: Yep, that would have yep. been exactly when they, they were around and stuff. Because they actually got their... Uh, the guitarists in that band, I went to high school with him, So I think that they formed, um, like the year after, like the, when he was a freshman in at Mankato, I think that's what I, I, from what I remember. Um, so that makes sense that you yeah. saw, saw them small world, man. That's crazy. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, any closing thoughts to end this out?
1: Hell yeah, go to severedtongues.com and pick up some merchandise. Uh, you know, I got some t shirts on there, nothing much, sweatshirts, hoodies, uh, beanie, some socks, all that stuff. If you want to follow any uh, social media, it's all going to be at, at SVRDTNGS, severedtongues. Um, and then also go to yeah, If you're a music producer or artist, engineer, or need Foley sounds, uh, go check those out. And um, thank you for listening and we're going to have a lot more for you.
0: Hell yeah, my dude. I appreciate you being on my first episode, bro.
1: (laughs) Me too. I appreciate it, man.
0: Love you, Brandon. You're a great guy. Love you, man. Thank you to all my listeners. Peace, y'all. Peace.